Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, I sit down with model and entrepreneur, Georgina Burke. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. And welcome back, everyone, to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I am your host, Zach Miko. I hope everyone had a great week. It's finally May. Uh, it was going to be May, Justin Timberlake said to us, but now it is May, so that's even better. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We had two great holidays. Uh, May the 4th just happened. May the 4th be with you and also with you. And uh, Star Wars Day, of course. And Cinco de Mayo just happened. So... Happy both of those to everybody. Hope you had some great food. Hope you had some great fun. Hope you watched some Star Wars. Hope you, you know, celebrated however you want to celebrate. Um, actually, in Star Wars news, I actually have something sad to say for a second. Peter Mayhew, the original actor who played Chewbacca in the Star Wars films, died at 80, uh, 74 years old, everybody. He's greatly missed. He played Chewbacca for... Over four decades, um, one of the he was really Chewbacca was like one of the first characters I think for us big guys that we resonated with, which is hilarious because he didn't even speak in a human language. But um, he was just one of those guys. I mean, I I think all big guys Chewbacca plays a very special place in their heart. So uh, rest in peace, Peter Mayhew. You're going to be greatly missed and thank you for everything you did for me and for big guys and for big nerds and for little nerds and for geeks everywhere who loved 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 your work so thank you very much um enough of the sad stuff we have a great episode for you guys this week i sit down with model and entrepreneur georgina burke georgina is also at img models with me uh she's just hands down one of the best I've ever seen. She's absolutely incredible. We actually tell a very funny story. Like the first time we met, I was very intimidated to meet her, and she is so funny and so like quintessential, like crass Australian. So she caught me off guard, but she's one of the best. We're going to talk about everything. I don't know why I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about because you can listen right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my interview. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with model, entrepreneur, all-around amazing person, Georgina Burke, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, and your lovely Australian accent. I know. Are people going to understand me? Yeah. No, they totally will. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> There's fine. There's no subtitles. I think you're our first Aussie, though. Really? I think so. I'm like, I'm like racking oh, my brain through the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be the most swearing person you've had on the show. No, we've had Irish on here. It's fine. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, they win. <laughs> so don't, don't you worry. Um, so yeah, for those of you who don't know, Georgina's an incredible model. Uh, also at IMG with me. When did we meet? We met, was it at the Rebel Wilson thing? 
I believe so. But we've been on a few shoots since then where you've been the dad or yeah, yeah. random situations. I think, I think that was the first time we met really? was when I was, you and I were fake husband and wife. Yeah. With the fake with children. gorgeous kids. Yeah. Like just model kids who had worked way more than I had. Um, the little boy. The little obnoxious boy whose oh daddy God. worked at St. Laurent. I know. I know. It was so funny. And then your dog Ozzy had to be the the dog in the thing and he was not happy with those children he like got put on the stool and his tail pulled a million times oh i know he just kept like pulling his ear and stuff i was like his poor buddy but um yeah that on that shoot that was my first time i think shooting with a fake family yeah because i was still i was i was like you know, i couldn't even tell i was so new at the, i was so green i was so green at everything when you first wow met me. i never knew and i remember the <laughs> the little boy would like we started shooting we're taking like family portraits and like i put like my hand on like the little boy's shoulder and two seconds later he's like your hand is too hot <laughs> I and i was that. like jesus yes. i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get in trouble but other than that, it was a great shoot. It was. Um, the pictures are cute. And then after that, I remember like the next week we went to that Rebel Wilson fashion launch at oh, Dia. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. And I don't know if I ever told you about this, but you used to intimidate me so much because for one, I was a fan beforehand, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. was like, I'm shooting with Georgina. This is so cool. And then like we both took pictures with. It was me. Um, my wife Laura, you were there. Oh yeah, I made Laura take photos. And Laura for was me. taking <laughs> photos of like of you and me and stuff. Yeah. And like I remember, you were like, "Hey," because we we're using my phone, and you were like, "Can you send me those photos?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." What's your number? And you go, "Excuse me," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" She's like, you're like, are you asking me for my number right in front of your wife? And I was like, "What? No, no. How do you?" I'm a what? terrible human being. I was like, you just, you just asked me to send, how do you want me to send them? And then you taught me what AirDrop was and yes. I learned <laughs> technology. But I just remember it was just like, I just creeped her out like, so. No, I know. no giving out my number to anyone. I was like, I just creeped her out so bad, but I literally thought I was just, I just had no concept of how to send it to you other than that because yeah. I was still. We'll teach you. We're teaching you the ways. Oh, no. You're the one who taught me that I can, like, take pictures with, like, the up volume button. Really? You taught me how to use my phone that night. Wow. I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, my God. So, let's start from the very beginning. Yes. Um, as we mentioned, you're from Australia. Whereabouts in Australia are you from? I'm a long way from home. I grew up in Brisbane, but Brisbane. out in the country. Like, grew up on a small horse farm. So, mm -hmm. still a city girl at heart, but... Still more into the countryside than living. This now, where city. where is Brisbane in in? If I'm looking at it and it looks like a, a dog's head, is the way I think yes. about Australia. Okay. <laughs> where where on the dog's head are you? So we're above Sydney. Where okay, you went? Cool. Where yeah, you yeah. went? No, so, I know Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like an hour's flight from Sydney, but going up the coastline, it's like a nine-hour drive. Crazy. Yeah. I forget. I, I don't think Americans realize how big Australia is. No. Like it's huge it's ridiculous i remember my cousin um uh, my cousin's husband is from perth and i was like i'm going to sydney i was like how close is perth and no. he's like like two thousand miles flight? Yeah. yeah i haven't even been to perth that's like traveling from one side of the earth to the other like, no that's exactly nobody he, goes he's across. like it's not anywhere close not so i was like oh okay so that's cool so you grew up on a horse farm because i heard you yes. talk about this before you were an equestrian, I was an equestrian rider, um, <laughs> mainly dressage. I didn't have the guts for the, show jumping. That's the crazy like 
horse dances. That's like dancing to music. Yeah, that's what it seems like. (laughs) Exactly. I was like modeling, but on a horse. That's what kicked all this off, I guess. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, because you're you you you're literally on display the whole time. Yeah, you're getting judged on your presentation, the way you look, your horse's manicure, down to their makeup, in oh every God. sense. Yeah. So you guys, did your parents owned a horse farm? Uh, well, we only own like what are we on three and a half acres, so it's okay. not the biggest because we're oh, still great. we're still. close to the um, city because of my yeah. dad's business, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we grew up with, I think we had six horses back then because my sister did show jumping and my dad chases cows and then I did the beautiful side of dressage. So, oh my gosh, you guys hit every, we hit all the disciplines. Now, how much, how weird is it? Cause is, is the culture different? Like in America, we have like the American cowboy culture of, of horses. Is there like a, I think Australia tried to copy it yeah. to be honest. Cause it's like when we want to do like some of our question events, we have to wear cowboy gear okay. and we get it all sent from America. Like we still don't have like the westernized side of that. Interesting. Like the refined, like the Western hat, like the, the boots, English, the, yeah. Like Cause that's the thing is like, cause another thing with the question is like, I know there's like that very English, like old, like, so that's what like, I did. F- like the old, like fox hunting look. Yeah, to like them. the top hat, the tails. That's yeah. what I was dressed in. Oh my God. Yeah. That is so cool. And, when, and how old were you when you started doing that? I was five. So my sister's three years older and she was already out on the horses. And I started, yeah, when I was five years old. Oh my God. Now you just have the one sister? One or? sister. Nice. That's enough. Oh, I know. <laughs> I have I have a brother and a sister, and they are oh, lovely, wow. and mm-hmm. I, I'm, and it's plenty. But like, I feel like also our generation doesn't have the huge families. Like my mom, my dad's one of four, and he oh, was wow. the smallest family in like the town, and my mom is one of seven. Yeah, that's nuts. So like, when we go home for like you know holidays, it's just. It's like 40 people in the house, like for every holiday. Wow. No, I don't come from that big a family. Like my dad has a couple of brothers and sisters, but other than that, it's just my mom and her sister. So our Christmases are usually pretty small. And Christmas, and I know this is, you've probably heard this so much since you moved to uh, the US. I know US. what you're going to say, I feel. The <laughs> fact that Christmas is in the summer in Australia yeah. is mind-blowing to me. We're just on the beach throwing shrimp on the barbie, like what when you I was, all think. Yeah, because when I was in Sydney, it was like end of November, beginning of December. So all the Christmas ads started oh, happening. Yeah. So, but they were it's all backwards. like Santa with like palm trees like yeah. on the beach. Santa in like beach shorts and thongs. <laughs> exactly. and, yeah. It was such a weird thing. It's so like I feel like Australia is actually very at least this is the feeling we have as Americans yeah Australia always feels so similar to us and it's very different in a lot of ways but but like culturally we've always I don't know it always felt so similar but it's literally couldn't be farther away on the planet earth than it is seriously and it's 22 hours well i don't know what flight you took but it's generally yeah, it 24 was like, hours it was about 24 yeah. i think i spent like you know flew to la you know that took yeah. six hours and then it was you know 19 hours yeah, from insane. la or something insane you, and you like lose that. a day going oh my that was the weirdest yeah. thing to me i felt like i was traveling through time basically and then like on the way back i was you on a plane for time. 28 hours and I arrived like three hours after I left. And yeah, I like, it's, it's so backwards. It really, like I used to fly when I was um, modeling in London, I'd fly direct from London to Australia, 22 hours, shoot in Sydney for a couple of days and go back again. Geez. I don't know how I used to do that. I don't know how like, you... Like two day turnaround. That's insane to me. Yeah. 
I couldn't, I can't recover from that. There's places that Laura and I have decided not to go on like, on like a vacation because we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon and we both couldn't recover because like from New York to Hawaii, it was like nine or 10 hours and like, we just couldn't adjust. I've never, ever had jet lag. I think because I used to do those trips when I was younger. You just like trained yourself. I just was like, oh, this is what it is. I've definitely gotten better at it. But when I took Laura to Sydney, she was wrecked for like two, like two full weeks. She was like waking up at two in the morning, not knowing where she was, like could not adjust. I have one trick for that. When you're traveling, land, go to the bar, drink. So you have a really good sleep. And when you wake up, you'll be on their time zone. That's good. And so I like when I that. land back from Australia, you land usually at 6 p.m. here. Yeah. So I always go out, stay up that night, and then have a good sleep. And then That's great. Your clock's back. I know. That's good. So the next time, there you go. I will. I will. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll be there. I love it over there. Yeah, it's amazing. One thing that I couldn't get over in Australia versus America was how clean and beautiful everything was. And like, and the people, and the people, like there was, <laughs> and the people. Um, no, but there was no litter. That's no. what really got me. And I remember I talked to somebody about it, and I was like, "Why is it so clean here?" They're like, "What do you?" They just didn't fathom. They're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Why isn't there like trash everywhere?" And they were like, "Why would, why would we put trash everywhere?" Like, because we have rubbish bins or trash cans or whatever you <laughs> well, call them. So everywhere. do we in New York? We have one on every block, and but then people nobody just, uses it. Oh my god. And it's so crazy, like the the whole idea that they're like, why would we, why would we mess it up? Yeah. Like we went to um, the botanical gardens in Sydney. Oh yeah. And which were gorgeous, but I thought it would be like the New York botanical gardens, where you have to like pay an entrance fee, and it's all fenced off and gated in. And then we just were like walking in this park, and we just realized, I'm like, no, we're in it right it's, now. Everything's open to it's the public. It's just completely there. open, yeah. and everything's perfect. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of things we can get from Australia. Big time. <laughs> that I would, I would love to do. So so you go from horse jumping to, not horse jumping, uh, dressage. D- dressage. <laughs> dressage. Now when you're doing dressage, is it like a full choreographed thing? Like do you, how do you even, also how do you teach a horse to do that in the first place? Great questions. Uh, no, basically it's, well, there's two forms. There's either a test that's already pre-written and okay. you're just writing out that test or you're doing a freestyle, which is you create the own like program that you want to do on yeah. your horse and add music to their beat. So like you'll start a canter, the music will drop or whatever. Like it's, li- oh it's insane. Like, and you hire people to do the music to go with your horse's moves. Like it's a full production that I used Jeez. to do. That's yeah. so funny to me. And do you and is it almost like um, again? I'm only just equating it to things I know. Is it anything like a dog show where like the manicure of the actual horse is Matters. like super yeah. important? So there's a fir- that in showing horses there's a first class which is best presented, uh-huh. and that was the one that I always had to win. Like the braids had to be perfect and the shoes, like you paint their feet black. Like you put makeup on the horses. It it was like, that was my best event always. And I knew if I won that, my day was solid. That is awesome. Because that's when you go to win the judge over. Because he already is like, that's a pretty horse. Exactly. (laughs) So that's like when we go to castings, it's like you have to make a first impression. It's the same. I see it as the same as when I would enter a ring. Totally. It's the exact same thing. No, totally. I mean, it's like you manicured, you're perfect, your hair. You were giving yourself such good prep for your career, having no idea that you were doing it. So, how did that even start? How did you get into, how did you go from dressage to modeling? 
Well, I basically, I, it happened because of dressage. I was at a, one of my shows and somebody was like, why don't you come in and see me? And I'm like, no, like I'm the tomboy rolling around in the horse pit. I was yeah. like, I'm good. And then I went in and they were like, okay, we love you lose weight. And Whoa. at that stage I was 17 and I wasn't even, I wouldn't even consider myself plus size, but cause of the crazy yeah. industry standards I had to. No, totally. And they were like, you'll kill it. You're like all these amazing things. And I was like, no. And then another agency in Sydney, actually Chelsea from Bala was like, I want you, I'll take you. And then I was with her for six months and basically went to London and then got scouted over here in New York and moved six months later to America and never went home. Just a huge, just, an just literally boy. like happened to, I was studying law, like I'd finished school and then, uh, then yeah, I started that and then I literally got scouted and got sent overseas and the rest is I'm still here. That's, uh, I feel like the, the story for like so many models is that. It's nuts. Because it's one of the few careers that there are definitely people who pursue it, yeah. but so people who pursue it become successful at it. And the most people who do it are just chosen randomly. Big people time. basically walk. I mean, and I think some, it's like you, like you weren't dreaming to be a model and no. it happened. Like I'm living a dream. I never thought possible. Exactly. And that's what I always say. Cause it's like, yes, I now dream of what I'd like as a model, but I was never dreaming to be a model. Yeah. My, my, my life's dreams have changed completely since I started modeling I because bet. I didn't think this was a thing. Like no. people's like, Oh, have you ever thought you ever thought you'd be a model? And I was like, never. I was like, I could be even like four years ago. I would tell you that I would be a male model as much. Like I had as good a chance to be in male model as I was to be the queen of England someday. <laughs> yeah. Like that just, it wouldn't even begin like I wouldn't even put the possibilities of the statistics of it no, happening in all. my head it just wasn't an and option and there wasn't even guy there was nothing plus size models or whatever you want to call it yeah like, yeah at all no there wasn't it didn't exist no and I mean the whole industry like for guys and girls it's really been the last like I like for guys it's been the last three years for girls it's been the last like six seven years yeah. is like even though the industry is older than that absolutely. that's been the real like birth of the industry absolutely like I've been in the industry now going on nine years in New York and the shift is huge and it scares me because I don't know the next direction it's going to take yeah. like I feel right now it's such a different it's such a different melting pot of what it used to be like it used to be like all the elegance and all this. And now it's so divided in such different groups of girls that are working that who yeah. knows what the next phase is. No, I know it's, it's like it's, we're seeing like the difference. I don't know, just iterations of Absolutely. it. It's like now that I feel like now that the like floodgates are open and we're yeah. like, Oh, this can, you know, anyone can model. This could be a thing. Now Absolutely. it's like the industry is like, all right, let's go through all possibilities. Exactly. Let's see what this let's, can happen. Let's just pick everyone. Yeah. It's, I always call it the, uh, it's like the age of the like open call because every company is also like having these huge, like open call sweepstakes just because they're like, okay, let's see what's out there. Let's exactly. just do it for the first yeah. time. And it, and it's only going to get better. Like if they keep opening doors, like oh, totally. cooler, the more mainstream it becomes, the better it is for everyone. Because even with it feels like it's so prevalent and it's become so mainstream, it's still such a tiny, tiny fraction of the fashion Big world time. that it's like there's so much. And I always say I don't know the women's statistics off the top of my head because yeah. I work in menswear, but I know the men's statistics where so. it's like the average, like in America, the average waist size is 40. I think it averages out to like 40.34 or okay. something like that. 
Um, but the vast, 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 vast majority of fashion houses stop at either a 36 or a 38. Yep. So it's like right away, Same you're just like women. more than 50% of the, the population. The US is a 14 and over. Yeah. And most brands, high street brands, stop at a 14 or 12. That's so weird. Or like you go on a lot of websites and yeah. You say high street? High street. That's a very yeah. European really? thing to say. Oh, I've never heard it okay. said. I've never heard that say. And it sucks because it's like, I love beautiful fashion. It's totally. so hard to find my size and it, it just... It's mind-boggling because it's a billion-dollar untapped industry. Still, there's still elements that are missing from it. Oh, I used completely. to tell the argument I make when I'm talking, like when brands are like on the fence about going into like big and tall, is I always tell them I just use I like I have the easier job because the men's industry we're just following in the women's footsteps, yeah. and I can literally I have you guys had to like break down all the doors and because you guys broke down all the doors I have all of these examples to yeah. like point to when people are like I don't know if they'll like it I'm like listen last year you know the women's plus was like was valued at like you know 20 and a half billion dollar industry yeah. and I was like if the men's industry even if we were just 20% of that that means there's like five billion dollars just sitting on a table that Absolutely. no one's taking and I know that might not sound but like five billion's a ton of money <laughs> like it's just a lost, lost cash for everyone, I, I feel know. like. There's so many more parts to it. it. There's the extremes and then there's there's nothing in between. That's the problem. There's like fast fashion and a few high street fashion brands now, yeah. but there's no middle market. No, and that's there is no middle market. And that's, why, and that's where it is at. And that's why like it's so important. Like That's why I, well, I love this is also like a renaissance for fashion brands, like smaller fashion brands developing themselves, which is which is so needed because that's what people want because as, as great as like the fast fashion is and you can go to the mall and grab whatever, it's still, you know, that's just one option. And it's like, as we said, it's like kind of like the low end price wise that you can go and you can do your thing. And then if you want to have something a little nicer than that, you have to spend 10 times that yeah. amount on one of the high street it's a brands. Huge jump. And it's just a huge jump. You're yeah. like, I can't have something a little nicer. It's exactly. like, like I don't need it to say Yves Saint Laurent on it. No. I don't. I love that. Yeah, but. it's great. It's <laughs> awesome. But like, I don't want my pocketbook is not going to pay for that. So, Big time. so I don't want to do that. And that's what Australia actually is really good at. They have yeah. a lot of those mid market brands. Well, when I went there, when I was in my show, I was um, modeling for the Iconic, which oh, had yeah, like so many great brands Favorite under them, stuff. like yeah. super cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had like I walked out with a whole bunch of stuff from them just because I was like, the, we don't have this level of option. Again, we have the fast fashion that does exist, even though for also for big and tall men's fast fashion is like really, tragic. really <laughs> tragic, just because there's nothing there. There's yeah. just, it's just not, everything's utilitarian and everything's just to cover up. Like yeah. there's no, like f everything's graphic tees, which are like fun for a little bit. No. And then after a while, you're just like, I love Pink Floyd. They're one of my favorite bands, but I want to be able to buy something other than a Pink Floyd t-shirt. Like, <laughs> and when do men start to grow up and wear nice clothes that's as well? Like, thing. I think that's the thing. There's either older men's larger wear yep. or younger like absolutely but there's you, still again no in between like my age it's hard to find like a lot of companies are doing bright fun poppy stuff that's yeah. not my style yeah. so it's like where's that like chic 
Nice, simple, that clean cut. That is sim- my mom's biggest complaint. Because, oh, yeah. like, my mom is, you know, she shops and she's looking for stuff. And her biggest complaint, she's like, I either, it's the flowery, like, frilly, like, like young girl stuff she goes, whereas an yeah. older woman I feel weird wearing. Or there's the grandma shit where I'm like, I'm not that old yet. Absolutely. I don't want to wear that. <laughs> and, and it's such a, it's, it's, because, you know, in the fashion market especially, everything is just what, has worked in the past. It is very hard to get people to break out of what they did. That's the reason it exactly. took so long to use plus models. It's because yeah. they didn't for decades. And they're like, well, why would we do that? That's not what a model looks like. And you're like, have you tried it? I got an argument with someone in Australia. Oh. We had a, um, not an argument, a, a, a healthy spat. Okay. Um, it was me and Robin Lawley were on like a panel talking to a bunch of, um, like industry people, uh-huh. like like different ma- different like retailers and brands, and it was a it was a round table is what it was called, which was fun and it was cool because they had all these brands talking and all these retailers talking, and then Robin and I were the only like customer slash models in the room, and Robin was calling them out on everything, good. and I like I'm glad. it was so good. Like I called them out on everything too because I had one guy who's I won't say what brand, but he yep. was explaining that they don't offer big and tall sizes because the research shows that big and tall men don't buy clothes to which I said, but you don't sell clothes to big and tall men. So where did you get this research? Oh, well, you know, other companies don't, but they don't sell big and tall clothes. You, you're having, you have like a negative statistic. What you're telling me is they don't buy it because (laughs) Because it's not possible. (laughs) There's not a lot of people flying around on dragons either because they're not real. Like it's, oh, but because it's, it's, they're so focused on like, oh, we need to stay inside what has worked in the past. Because, I, which I understand, they're companies; they want to make money. But like at the same time, you can make so much more. That's they're like just my argument. They're so inside a box. Like I oh, yeah. feel everybody's minds, and they're trying to like. This is the problem when companies have to answer to people. They're answering to people that care about numbers. Yeah. And they don't realize that this will bring the numbers up, but at the same time, they're scared because they're answering to some pen pusher at the top, not some creative down the bottom that could have the inside or have the outlook to do it, but they're just, it's just not possible. And so you break those barriers and like start off doing your own companies or your own lines or your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Then we can all make it happen. But for the moment, no, Yeah. it's, it's slow. It's very slow. And we've been, <laughs> and, we, and I know you and I have both labored through the slowness of it. You more than me. So you said you moved here. So you just, it was nine years ago you yeah. came to New York. Mm-hmm. And did you have, like, so do, were you sent over by your, like, Australian and British agent? Or was it, like, a yeah, new agency? Well, I was in London and I'd booked one job back then, which was the client to get. It was called Evans. And that was like a big deal. If you were booking Evans, you were like the it girl. And I booked them and then I had a phone call and then by an agent in New York at the time. And he was like, I want you. I love you. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Well, they were the biggest agency back then of the time. Who was it? Ford. Oh, yeah. And I was like... I know what's coming next. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, done. I'm on the way. And then I came and then they were like, all right, we've got to get you a visa. We'll get you situated. Here's a place. Like they helped me find a place to live because my parents had never traveled either. Yeah. So it was like me on my own at like, I won't say my age because then you'll do the math, but I was young and I wasn't the brightest because I was straight off a farm. And it was just like this big, scary city that I landed in. 
And New, New York I didn't know anyone. Yeah, New York specifically is so intimidating to show up Best to. Best time living at a home. Yeah, well, like, I, it was the I same was for me, kid. but I was like, luckily, my parents lived two hours away. Even though I yeah. moved here, like sight unseen, of just course. did it. I was still a two hour drive away. They Big could time. come get me yeah. and do stuff. Whereas you're on literally the opposite side of the. I have to wait a day for my mom and dad to arrive. It, it took me so long, even just to like do the when I was in Australia, just to do the math at what time it was back. Yeah, it's horrible. I just have to look at my phone. It's yeah, because there was someone's like, so they were trying to teach me tricks. They're like, what happens is like you take it and you switch it from AM to PM, and then you add four hours. And I'm just like, what are you? I don't put it I'm, this way. I can't even figure out Fahrenheit to Celsius. Still, and I've been here nine years. I just refuse. In your defense, <laughs> we should not be using Fahrenheit. However, big time. I only think in Fahrenheit because I was raised here. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. I have a vague... You don't know any better. <laughs> I, I know what Celsius is. I know the cold side of Celsius. I can okay. kind of convert that in my head. Once we get up to like it being hot, I don't know if I'm saying like a hot number or not. <laughs> like, like someone's just like, oh man, it's 23 degrees out. Like you know, one of my like English friends and I like had to sit there and I was just like, is he saying that's a good thing or that's You're a bad like, thing? That <laughs> I don't know if that is hot or cold. I know it's like... I don't even remember. It was like 70-something. Is that correct? I don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) It's just a weird way to think. Oh, my God. So you came here, and you're with Ford. Yeah. And then... So how does the the visa process work? So you're like not allowed to leave once you're here for a certain amount of time? No. So um, I went back to Australia to pack up my life. And okay. in that time, they started the visa. And then I got it pretty straight away. And then I came back once I had that. Because you can't work unless you have that. No, totally. And so I was in Australia packing up my stuff. And then, yeah, moved on over. Oh. One it- suitcase. And now I have like... Oh my God, too much stuff. Where was your first apartment in New York City? Midtown. Oh, where in Midtown? Right, 33rd and 8th. Oh my God. Right beside Madison Square Garden. And it was a nightmare because they shut my street down every day because of the basketball players or whatever those sports guys were. And they'd shut down my street. I'd be coming off a red eye and I'd have to lug my luggage up the road. It was just like horrible. And they started um, doing the post office like digging it out in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So every morning at 6 a.m. It was, I hated that area. There was so many bombs around that. It was just nice. No, exactly. That was like the bomb threat yeah. area. And of then New I York moved City at that to. Time. So what year was this that you moved? 2000 and, oh, wow. What's nine years? <laughs> 2000 <laughs> and, and eight? No, yeah. no, no. 2010. It's 2019. Okay, yeah, I finished school in 2007. So, yeah, yeah, 2010. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I moved here at the end of 2009. There you go. It's crazy to think that it's been like 10 years. It scares me. I'm like a dinosaur now. I know. But that, but New York also does that to you where now Big it's time. like in my head, I'm like, I feel so much like older and wiser, but now I also get like itchy when I'm in other cities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like, I'm so, New York is one of those cities that just makes you a New Yorker Big by time. force. Yeah. You don't have a choice. You don't get to like keep your sensibilities of no. the old, like, no, you, bec- everything goes out the door. <laughs> yeah. You just become a New Yorker, which is you fit in so wonderfully here and it feels great. And then you go to any other city and you just walk around frustrated and angry. Like the second someone like is somewhat slow in front of me in another city. Oh, when city. I get coffee in a different city, I'm like, come on. Like, I'm like, you wouldn't hack it being a barista in New York. Oh, my God. Now, being Australian, do you still get, like, flat whites and stuff yes. when you do that? Oh, Absolutely. Like- it is. Some places are like, what is that? I'm like, okay, your coffee's going to be shit. Oh, yeah. But um, majority, yeah, I'm always ordering a flat white. I had to learn the hard way 
that there was no like drip coffee, like re- like no. what I call regular coffee in Australia. And I had no idea. Like I would just order a coffee and they'd be like, yeah, what kind? And like I'm like, a just a regular coffee. <laughs> and they're like, what? And they were like, you're, and I'd have to like describe it to them. They're like, yeah, we don't do that. No. They're like, we can give you a long black. And I was like, what's that? And then they described it to me and I was like, oh, that's an sure. Americano. And they went, it's not whatever. Just here you go. Like, it's No, so we're very particular about our coffee as well. Super particular, yeah. which I didn't expect. I think I expected everyone to be into tea when I went to Australia. Because we're like English descendants. Or? I guess so. I, I mean, <laughs> My I mom know. is tea every day, but she's British. Yeah. So. Well, that makes sense. So that makes sense. I guess I just always thought there was like a no. really like close relationship. Like I feel like the, th- the three culture, the two cultures that America feels most like is England and Australia. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in my head, I just group us all into like one <laughs> English speaking thing, like English speaking TV watching. Like That's terrible. I know, I know. We're so different, but it's like... Like, my sense of humor, I feel a lot of Americans don't get it. Like, it always takes them a second to be like, wait, what did she just say? And I'm like, that was really... Sorry. It's, <laughs> it does that, and it's really annoying. It tells me it's some... Uh-oh. It's just telling me it's someone random's birthday. It's telling me I'm not funny. I don't even know if that shows up. For anyone who didn't hear it, it my computer made a noise. I don't, oh, I don't that's even, weird. I don't even know if it comes up like on here or if it's just letting oh, you and I know. Maybe. Sorry to interrupt. No. <laughs> All good. No, I just feel that, yeah, my sense of humor over here is so dry and different. I feel yeah. that's one of the biggest things that are oh, different to Australians. And, it's, and, and now it's like looking back... Um, at the Rebel Wilson thing, when you were like, "Are you asking me for your num for my yeah. number?" I was like, "That's really funny." Now that I know you, but like back then, I'm I was just like, rude and cross. Like no. that's who I am. And that's the thing. Now I'm like, "That's really funny," but yeah. like at the time, I You're was like, just like, "What?" No, I was like, well, I just was like, well, "Well, no, I felt the opposite. I was like this newbie, and you were like way up here, and I was just like, I've just like upset the hierarchy of, <laughs> of like no the, of the fashion world by accident." Oh man. So, um, you're here and you move in, you're doing with Ford and you're living in the middle. So much of also New York depends on like where you move first. Like my first apartment in New York city was in Jackson Heights, which if anyone doesn't know is little India in the middle of Queens. Whoa. And it's great. It's so, it was so much fun, but like, because of that, I have not left Queens like in 10 years. I've moved to different parts of Queens and then I spent like two months in Harlem and like a month in Brooklyn and I, Oh yeah, Yeah. I always came back to Queens, but it's funny. So you're so now it's like, you're still like, but what I'm saying is like people who moved to like Manhattan, you're still like a Manhattan girl. Yeah. I will never live in Brooklyn. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I don't want to change my phone plan, get vaccinations, get a visa. I'm good. I don't need to go (laughs) to Brooklyn. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, I love that. So did you, um, you mentioned working with Evans. Did you start working with like more American? Is Evans an American brand? No, American? that's a UK. That's brand. what I thought. Yeah, and then I was doing Simply B and all the great. Oh, Simply London. B. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I'm sure. And then I came here and started off working with Torrid and like all oh, different American ones straight away. I was super lucky when I landed here. My agent was incredible, and I was the new blonde in the block, and it. And rolled just, out real well. I know. Yeah. And when you're the new model on, like it's it's always 
it's a roll of a dice. When you're like the new model on an agency, it's either like, all right, either everyone's going to book her and wants to see what she's yeah. about and see what's going flop. on, or no one's <laughs> touching this person. Yeah, big time. So you got lucky. <laughs> I got suit, and I was like, so lucky. I'm so lucky that I've had such a blessed career. Like, again, I'm living a dream I never thought possible, and I get to wake up every day and get my pitch taken and travel the world to do it. So. I know. Isn't it weird that, like, what 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 was, like... Do you remember like your first feelings of like a couple photo shoots? Did you feel natural at it because of the dressage or was it like, I feel what are you doing? I walked in there with confidence because I think I set up the right way to go to set with my agent, like guiding me and like prepping me. Yeah. But other than that, I was like, I can't dance. I didn't even know how to move. Like I just came out of me naturally. Like I just think I'm better in front of a camera than I'm off. Like I think something just like, tricks in my brain and I just perform well. I don't know what it is. Like it's insane. I know. But I, I see I, I always go, I I moved to the city to become an actor. And okay. I said the only reason I was able to model is because I essentially decided what I think models do and just like acted like, <laughs> like I challenged was. Them like in I your just head. basically like yeah I just like, like today I, I'm Tyson Beckford or exactly <laughs> I like just I just did it the same way I would like approach a new role I'm That'd like really okay cool. this is what and that's kind of like the way I even still now is like I try to find out about like the brand that yeah. I'm doing I'm like what is this brand like I love to do I always love to do my homework before a brand like yeah. I recently shot for Heidi Klum awesome and that was like I went to her set and I literally was on set and I'm like I don't know how to model when you see somebody of her expertise and her level yeah. model in front of you in lingerie you're like I gotta bounce I was like Can, get me out of here like she I was know. so insane and she taught me so many things that I didn't know and nine years in I'm still learning like I feel modeling is something that you learn until you quit oh, like yeah straight oh up. yeah no it's the that's one of the reasons like I like it's like almost like the more varied your client list is, the better model you become because everyone you work with, you learn something else at. Absolutely. And then you definitely like find your repertoire. Like I have like, you know, just a bunch of stuff where Pose I'm like one to 15. Exactly. Absolutely. If this is a new client and that, and they're like, just, you know, we'll just get started. I'm like, yeah. all right, let me just roll through the favorites. My repertoire. Yeah. And then we'll go for, and then I could do other stuff, but I'm like, well, okay, let's just go out and we'll do the same thing I always do. <laughs> Which is good. For men, it's a lot simpler, though, because yeah. women have to be... <laughs> men's poses are like hand in the pocket, hand out of pocket. Like, <laughs> taking a walk. Yeah, taking a walk, <laughs> taking a fake step. Oh, why don't you adjust that, uh, <laughs> that, cufflink. that cufflink that you don't have? And it's like, with women, there's so much more, like, I do a ton of e-com. Yeah. And... It's always amazing to me when, like, if I share a set with a female model, how much more they have to do even for e-com than I do. Men's e-com, I'm not moving. I'm (laughs) standing there. And your garments, too. Like, I'm sure you're in more, like, suits and, like, crispy And that's the thing. So I have to stay very still because of that. But, like, since the women models have, like, the flowing dresses, they have to show the movement and do it. And we're also bouncy. And, yeah. I love e-com. I'm like, give me all the e-com in the world. I know. I love it. I'm like, I'll give you 152 variations for this one dress. Exactly. I like e-com, too. I know a lot of models are, like. No, I love it. They think it's, like, beneath them. But I was just like, I do more more e-com than I do anything else. Gotta take it where you can get it. I but love it. that's what also makes you way better at a model because Absolutely. when you sh- when I when you do show up to those bigger jobs and you get on set and you're like, how many looks do I have today? And they say two. You're just like, this is <laughs> Like I've won the lottery. I did 115 yesterday. <laughs> what do you mean two? Great. I'll do Big whatever. Time. Yeah. Oh my God. It is so much easier. Um, 
So then you bounced around from agencies a little bit. Oh so were God. you there when Ford just nixed the whole board? I was. Oh my yes. God. That was a scary time because I was, that was, oh my God, like five years ago, I think now. Yeah, something like that. So then I moved with my agents at the time to their agency. And then I recently went to IMG like two years ago. Yeah. That's so weird that like, did you, did, I know I've asked like Marquita this and I've asked others, <laughs> did you guys ever get an explanation or do they just kind of tell you like you were all done one day? I just kind of heard like, obviously, um, I was good friends with my agents and they sat me down and they're like, don't worry, we've got it. Like yeah. da da da. And then every other model, just like we all dispersed in different ways, which was the scary part because I I wasn't really friendly with too many models back then. Like I didn't yeah. know people well enough to yeah, be yeah. like, what's happening? Where are you going? Exactly. But, um, Can I get your There was no real name? explanation, but it just came out that some Russian guy came in and bought the agency and was like, I don't want plus size. I don't want this. I want it straight size and beautiful. And it's crazy because back then yeah. the plus size board made more money than the straight size board. I hate labeling it, but it's like that's but what we the have. I know we're still in we're still in still, the uh, part of yeah. the industry where we have where there's still sadly yeah. a differential between plus. That's one thing that I like that IMG does is like the fact that we are on the same board, the like board, like yeah. the plus like it's just men's board and women's board, I love and it. we're on the same thing. And it's like it, it. And I have a really good name being Geo. I'm sat beside like Giselle and Gigi, so it looks oh, real cool. Great. See, I'm literally the last person on the board. <laughs> You have to scroll uh, all the way to the bottom, like there's Zach, and like I'm like they skip past me and go straight to them. But I think the person after me for a while, I'm not sure if he's still there. If he's, I know he's on the talent board, but I don't know if he's still on the modeling board. Oh, the no. only person past me was Zachary Quinto, the actor. Oh wow, that's so, amazing! So that was fun. I'm like, yo, if they're looking up him, I'm down <laughs> next to him. It's good to be in good company, and I feel yeah. Obviously, IMG does that well. No, they do. They do it very well. Yeah, yeah. I I feel I I. I enjoy our agency very Big much. Time. People always ask me because I know I'm sure your inbox is flooded constantly with, "I want to be a model. How yeah. do I be a model?" And like one of my main questions I get is people are just like, "I need an agent. How do I get an agent?" And as a person with an agent, I'm always just like, "You don't," <laughs> yeah, because the sad part is like the real answer is, yes, if you can sign with IMG. Or like, you know, a, a, a agency of that level, definitely get an agent. Absolutely. It's great. But if you can't, like, you're just, you're just giving away money that you don't even know if you're going to make this, especially no, I'll get, true. I'll get reached out by people who will like are working and they're like independently and doing yeah. stuff and they're like, oh, I want an agency. And I'm like, don't do it. You're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not at that yet. I wasn't yeah. at it either. Like. I don't. I got signed on a fluke, so it's different. You you came from being like a working model with a proven career. Yeah. I was a flyer, and people are always just like, "Well, how did you do it?" And I was like, "It doesn't matter because you can't it do it happens. that way." <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like I have I have no idea. But I feel like for people that are wanting to model, like when Torrid or like Additional and all these people ran competitions, I would go to them. Yeah. And the amount of things you learn, like mm -hmm. we would do schooling after with the girls so they knew how to pose. And it was like, that's the way I think is the best way to go about it. Instead yeah. of sending in your shots because they get mixed in with everybody else in the world that wants exactly. to model. So I think a way to get seen as a plus size woman is definitely front up to those days. Yeah. And like when they do, like I tell that for men too, because there's a couple brands that have like open calls and I was yeah, like, exactly. submit, go for them guys. Yeah. Like it's, and then you can work with that brand directly and they, you, yes, sure. They might not. The, the thing is, cause everyone's like, oh, well, you make more money with an agency. And I said, yeah, if you have, 
the rep like the reputation and the resume they can get they can push for more but Absolutely. when you're just starting out you're just starting out man yeah. like, like you got to do what you got to do you got to build it exactly. yeah exactly like I didn't when I first even even with IMG I took every job that was offered absolutely like and you that was, and I was just like whatever they want me to do and they're like oh we want you to do this for like fifty bucks cool Done. I'll be there <laughs> what fifty time? bucks sounds yes. great like yeah yeah I will make it there on time um, so do you get a lot of um, like girls reaching out to you I get to a lot same? of girls reaching out like what did you do how do I do it and it's it's not an easy process like I feel with Instagram nowadays agents are scanning that stuff but totally. I feel you need to have the right following the right photos like mm-hmm. when when I'd see photos from the modeling competitions I'm like why are you sending us a nude oh we don't want to see like so some funny. of the things I'm like what are you thinking like yeah. this is a professional business and nope you're gone like yeah, this no. is crazy. It's nuts. Like, it, social media has become such a huge part of our career. So it was. I mean, since you've been doing this for nine years, it you get to see how it evolved to become like as important as it was. Because nine years ago, it's like, yeah, people had Facebook, but no one like did. Like, you were just no. talking to your friends. Yeah, that um, was for my family to see what I was up to over in the states. Whereas exactly. I find Instagram is so important. I have a love hate relationship with it. I think all models do because I love it, but I fucking hate. Because it. it's <laughs> like. To me, it's really hard to see girls working because they have an Instagram following. And that's all that they're good for. And that to me is like, it grinds my gears. And it is what it is. Like the industry has gone in that way. And it's like not to take anything away from them, but I'm not that type of girl to put my body on display and dance to a camera or get likes from guys. Like my audience is very much women of my age who are interested in styling, maybe equestrian or just interested in my message. Like I'm not trying to sell my body in every sense. Yeah. So I feel my audience isn't one of the biggest, but it's very much like my people. No, and totally. I'm lucky for that. Like I haven't sold my soul to get some likes. Which or is some so followers. important because I, I think all models in the last couple of years have been going through this like crisis of self because so much importance is placed on social media Big time. that it's just like, Oh, what do I do? I have gone through so many iterations of who I am on Instagram <laughs> yeah. Until like this, like honestly, a couple weeks ago where I was just like, I'm just going to like, because I tried everything. I tried like posting a lot of stories. I tried like posting a lot of shirtless pictures. I tried like (laughs) posting all modeling stuff. I tried to post all behind the scenes stuff. And it was just so inconsistent. But it really abounded everything. I got to the point where I was just like, I'll go live on Instagram every single day and talk to people. And I did that for like a month. And I was just like, this is all so exhausting. And I feel inauthentic doing it. Big time. It becomes a second job. Like it is a second job for us. And I do believe it's value and importance. But I also feel that a lot of girls are putting out there that they're unretouched, they're real. And I'm like, no, you're not. I saw yeah. you yesterday. No, honey. Like that to me is like, yeah. we are, we have platforms and we should be using them for the good. Whereas so many girls are taking advantage of that. And I feel that's something that bothers me about Instagram. That yeah. if you're saying you're authentic, you damn well be authentic. I like, know. I will stand on my soapbox and scream that because that's the hardest part for me with social media. Because they're not... When you meet them on set or you see girls' ads, like you're portraying this message for these young women and yeah. it's just, it's not real. Even when your peop, people say they're being authentic. I remember when the fire documentary came out, the oh fire God, fest yes. one. And I don't remember which one this was because I watched both of them. But there was one thing Same. where they were, they were talking about 
influencers that were invited to the thing. Yeah. And they were talking. They're like, well, what is your influencer thing like? And all of these people said the same thing. They're like authenticity, positivity, health, and blah, blah. And you're just like, what? And and it, it's they say they're authentic, but then they took these like five random people and they're just like, what is yours? And they literally like word for word the said same the thing. same thing. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's a formula. You're it just is, pretending to do formula. this thing. And it's what a lot of publicists will tell you to say because yeah. they're like, you need to be authentic. You need to be body positive. And I'm like, I'm rude. I'm Australian. I'm obnoxious. Yeah. And that's what my Instagram is. Like some things I write, I'm like, Ooh, I let's know. see how that one goes. Like, but that's who I am. That's my personality. And I'm it's- king of the delete comment delete yeah. post i've put up stuff and like really proudly like bang, and then like i'll start getting some likes and then i'll like reread it and be like that was a bit much you know what i still want to have a career let me take that down <laughs> like, and i feel like it's not that i'm negative towards the industry like i see and i'm the one behind everybody clapping them for it yeah. but i just feel when people is that that wrong and that unauthentic it bothers me yeah that's like my pet hate now one thing that i think is interesting about so we all body positivity went from this thing that was like a fringe idea that didn't exist that now it is like a mainstream concept big time but one thing that's been getting me um about body positivity is that people don't understand that it goes both ways like so like people have this issue where if you lose weight People are like, well, you didn't, you, you must not have loved yourself. You must oh, not have loved yourself. Oh, it drives me up the wall. And I feel like you might get that more than <laughs> yeah. anyone. And like, it's so, yeah, I just want to like talk about that so, for a second. So, yeah, absolutely. I lost a substantial amount of weight. Yeah. I won't name it so that people think they have to go do it. No, exactly. But I was wearing a size 18, 20 in jeans and I was not the healthiest version of myself. Yeah. And my career and who I am is all about being the best version. Exactly. And I was not that. I was at a point where I was tipping the scales at a large amount and my health was taking its toll. Like I generally was like a slug walking around. I wasn't healthy. I didn't have a jump in my step. I was starting to struggle on set. That's when I knew that I was like, for me, my weight was holding me back. Yeah. And I took steps to lose it. I got in the gym. I didn't go on some extreme diet or anything, but it literally was like, I need to be the best version and what I am right now isn't. Yeah. And I've gained weight and I've lost weight and okay, I've had bad heartbreaks where I've lost substantial amounts of weight, but it's like, I'm finally at a point where I've evened out and I am who I want to be because I also feel I was getting pushed being told gain weight. Okay. Now you're too fit. Okay. Now you're especially in this industry when even though the whole idea of going into plus like sizing is for them to like get rid of the strict constraints that are were put onto straight models. So instead of getting rid of those constraints, they just built a new set of constraints <laughs> farther down the scale and be like, now you have to be this. Exactly. And it's just like, that's not, you're not freeing anyone of anything. Not you just created a new category that you have to be this. Absolutely. Like I worked my most when I was at my largest size. Yeah. And it's like, when I see photos that I was like, you were so not healthy like you were really unwell and yeah I copped so much flack from clients and from people and from agents and I was just like I can't keep being what I'm not yeah and I feel that's why I'm so authentic or whatever you want to use as a word is that I am real about it I have had struggles because I've 
dated terrible people. So that yeah. way I've oh, totally. gone through different stages in my life. I also realized that I want kids. So I wanted to be the healthiest version. And it's yeah. like those things to me, as I get to an age that are really much more important than a paycheck coming in for being of a size. Like, yeah. I think that's where my mind's at. Like I am my best self right now. I think people don't realize about body positivity is that it's the, one of the main tenants is that it's the other person's body and you <laughs> cannot be talking about what that person is supposed to do with their body. Big time. Like you said it perfectly. It's like advocate. You are not advocating for anyone else to lose weight. You not said, I don't feel good where I'm at. So I, for myself would like to lose some weight exactly. and that, and you're not, an, <laughs> it drives me nuts. Cause I'm like, you're not an, a not body positive person. Not at all. Because of that. And I think that's where it gets twisted. Cause it's like, I'm not standing up there going, everybody jump on their blocks and let's lose weight together. I'm literally like, let's be our best version of ourselves. Which if is a that much means, better message. Yeah. Big time. If that means you're going to gym a few times a week, that is being your best version. Yeah. And so happens if you do lose weight, cool, not cool. Like we whatever all know it is. We like, can be honest with ourselves when we feel at our best. Absolutely. And the, the main thing is a lot of us, like me, I feel better. Cause I went through the same thing where I like, I was addicted to diet pills. Yeah. I was, I took every fad diet in the world. I was doing like Weight Watchers with three points a day or something oh crazy. Gosh. Like I was so, and it was even, yes, I was way, I weighed way less, but yeah. I felt the worst I had ever felt. Absolutely. Now it's like as a bigger person, I'm like, I feel, but don't get me wrong. I'm a human being. There's room for improvement everywhere. There's exactly. tons of stuff that I want to do. I'm very happy at my size right now. That doesn't mean I want to be like, less fit like for me my, i've been have like my own fitness thing but it's yeah. more like goal oriented where exactly. i'm just like no i want to do like i want to do a 40 mile bike ride and like be tired but have, do it like, it, like finish it, it at the yeah. end exactly I, those are things that are interesting to me i'm a big hiker i want to be able to hike and go I up love this that. ridge and that's the thing i feel it's not about my size in my pants or what it says in the scales it's what I want to do. And that yeah. is have babies, be healthy enough to home a child and yeah. like be fit enough to go for a jog, go and ride my horse. Totally. Again, and some people can things. do that at bigger sizes than others. Absolutely. Like there's this one guy whose name is escaped. Oh, his, I can't remember his actual name right okay. now and he's going <laughs> to hate me, but I will give a shout out to, um, I follow him on Instagram, um, under team wagon. And he's a guy who's super fit, yeah. who wears a much, much larger size than yeah. me. Like he's a big dude, but he's, you know, meanwhile I'm watching him, you know, rip off like 200 oh pushups in a row yeah. and doing crazy things. And I'm like, that's a person who found, who knows where his body exactly. is at, knows what he wants yeah. to do and knows where he's functional. At. And I feel that's why we need to be honest to ourselves is what is our best version? Because I feel you can get sucked into the agency and be something totally. into the agency, into the fashion world, trying to be something you fit yeah. for what the clients want when you're necessarily giving up who you are. And totally. I did that. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm working and I'm happy and I'm healthy. And that's what's important to me. Yeah, no. And Health that, is wealth over everything. And that's the thing is we're also like in this, as it's changing, hopefully those like borders are coming down with plus, like with what, what is considered plus size, what is uh, considered straight size. Because, like, for example, you, I heard someone use the term in betweeny. <laughs> like, which I know it's such a weird term. So weird. But it's like, but that's like girls like you, like, um, this is model Christiana, you might know about, but who's like, 
aren't what the fashion world says. It's like, oh, yeah. you're not plus, but you're not straight. You know size. what's crazy? Like, I am plus. I'm a full 14 now. Yeah. And people see me and they're like, oh yeah, you don't look like that. I'm like, let me put on the clothes and I, I fit it perfect. And it's like, I, I also stand at six foot tall Yeah. and I'm in proportion. So I am a straight size model just on a bigger platform, like just stretched out basically. Exactly. And it's like, I am in proportion and it gets me, it's like Robin, she's six foot two too. I'm exactly. sure that gets her in trouble as well. Yeah. It's like these things, but I don't know. I, yeah, I've never felt better. So that's I, I, I get this a similar thing when people are talking about like weight and whatnot, where they'll just be like, Oh no, no, you can't do this. If you know, we're really looking for a guy. Like I had someone put up a casting agent, uh, casting notice once saying they were looking for a Zach Miko type. It was kind of weird. It was fucking weird. What? <laughs> this was a this was a customer I had worked with, oh, no. and they wanted a new guy. Yeah. But they put up on so I guess they didn't know I was also an actor, so I get the acting breakdowns oh, yeah, as well as that. And so you, I just literally and your name would have been googled. I literally got an email. <laughs> saying like where I was getting suggested to apply to an acting job yeah. and it said on it looking for Zach Miko type and I was just like what the fuck did you feel like but you then also it? like <laughs> part of me was like do you not know how big I am because then they put in the specs they're like looking for someone you know between 5'11 and 6'1 and they wrote like no more than 250 pounds to which I like laughed at well it. I laughed at because I was just like guys I'm like 300 pounds yeah. like then everyone's like well, I'm like yeah but I'm 6'6 six, six. it's <laughs> exactly. like that's why it's like big time I was like I would be ripped at 250 yeah, seriously. <laughs> I would be so pumped but it's like it, it's people don't realize but but also with the body positivity it's like no one's it's no one's business but also all. it's like I try to be always transparent with people because I just tell them because when they're like oh I'm unhealthy I'm like guys I weigh 300 pounds like yeah. I do this professionally. The industry is changing and we just sadly have to be patient with for their bullshit. There's Absolutely. still a ton of bullshit, but it's still changing and it's still tripping, chipping away. And one of the main ways to change it is to kind of like force change yourself. Kind of like what you're doing <laughs> yeah. in creating your own clothing company. Absolutely. So you have recently started on a project called Burke NYC. Yes. Um, and it, is that some of the stuff over there, by the way? No, that's not. <laughs> no, I'm not like, it. actually, yeah, there is a bag full of clothes there that are part of it. I was because you've shown. I can't remember one event we were at. Oh where, yeah. Where you were wearing some of your stuff, <laughs> and it looked awesome, and people kept complimenting you. And like me and Nico couldn't understand because you would not tell them it was your, it was like I your was like stuff. I was like freaked out. I was like, oh, you guys actually, it was like my first night wearing my own clothes out. Yeah, yeah. Which is a big thing in itself because I was like, okay, we're going to this, it was one of the IMG launch yeah, yeah, parties yeah. for Fashion Week. And I was like, this is going to be really great. The seams might bust open. Who knows what can happen with the sample garment? Oh, no, totally. And I'm standing there and people are commenting me, complimenting me. And you were literally, and my boyfriend are like, Tell them it's yours. Tell them where they can buy it from. And I'm like, I'm not a saleswoman. Exactly. I felt so it was, stupid. It was so funny because they kept like every person who talked to you complimented you on your clothes. I know. And I was like, like, thanks. And we're just sitting there like, fucking tell them you make it. Give them the website. Do Next something. time I'm giving you business cards. Exactly. And I'll, I'll just hold them and I'll like, <laughs> you don't have to say anything. I'm like, you can actually get this right here. So what made you decide to create Burke NYC? So it's been a bit of a journey. I created it out of necessity. 
society mm-hmm. because I'm a girl that loves good clothes and yeah. meaning good clothes made out of good fabric. And that still is not available. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like there's either the really high end garments that is still made out of like satin or not silk and there's no, or it's fast fashion. Yeah. So I'm smack bang in the middle and that's what I'm really going after is that middle market. The one that nobody's touching, the one as that's we talked earlier. Touching. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's. It's uh, not. So it's, I'm doing pieces that are all size inclusive and made out of beautiful, lush fabrics. That's, that's awesome. Basically the elevator. What would you say is um, because you like so what you were wearing that night was like very elegant. Is that kind of like yes, like one of like the motifs you're going Big for? Big time. I yeah. feel my clothes are very like simple she clean cut lines like they're not very embellished they're very undone like i can wear the paper bag pant during the day and i can also wear it out at night like i feel there's so many elements to my clothes that are mixed match like for work or to wear out like they're just easy like yeah simple and which but 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 elegant as you said it's like simple people don't realize how much quality matters in clothing. I think that's one of the things that um, fast fashion has kind of poisoned us against by accident without telling us is because I've myself have been like looking at clothes and been like, oh, that's a hundred dollars. I'm like, oh, I can get this version exactly for like 25. But then when you get that version, you're like, it is so different. You were at one, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so out. different. It's unbelievable. And I feel with the fast fashion, there's something that I'm really trying to bring into Burke is being as eco-friendly as possible. Yeah. Because there's again no plus lines doing that or whatever we no. want to call it. But I'm a full size inclusive range. Um, and again, I want to make it as sustainable which is so hard. And that's why it has taken me over a year to get these um, items out to people because I changed my business plan of going, I want it to be as healthy for the environment as it is for us. Which is so, so important. It's exhausting. Oh, no, I'm sure it's crazy. It must be insanely And now I know why people don't do it. I also understand why a lot more companies haven't added plus to their clothing lines because it's actually difficult. A lot of places won't do it. Oh yeah. A lot of factories will not do it. Oh, I've been involved in like talks with people where they just do not. I've, I've seen people yelling on the phone at like, their their manufacturer in Vietnam because they do not understand how big they want the no. samples and they're trying to explain them and no they need to be this size and they're like well no one makes it these sizes and I'm like I, when I ask for samples I'm like I want them in a fourteen I want them to fit me so I yeah. can wear them and shoot them and wear them out they're like no we don't do that it's a zero nothing and I'm like well can I pay extra well no because it's so much many yards of fabric I'm like I'm happy to pay for it but they just don't want to it's it's crazy it's so old school that. Until those people come on board too, it's still going to be a tough. Yeah, people tough don't realize market. how many barriers there are in the fashion market. Like, you, yet if you are going to sit and hand sew every single item yourself, of course you can make it however Absolutely. you want. But that's not feasible to run a business not because you just cannot produce at the level you need to exactly. sustain a business. And I wanted to do it custom made one off. So yeah. I put up a garment and then take the orders online. But it's not sustainable either. It's yeah. like, and even doing that, it's time consuming and all of that. So it's going to take me some time, but it will be out in, I would say, a few months. Hell yeah. Well, we can't wait for that. 
that. So where can they find it? Is it BurkeNYC.com? Yes. Good. I'm glad you got that URL. <laughs> it's fun. I know I jumped online and got that straight away. So my yeah. my newest thing has been trying to get URLs for stuff, and I it's can't. It's so fun. No, but also people just buy them up, and they don't like. I'm I have one of those a people. couple names that I'm trying to get, and you go to their website, like you know, you you go into whatever. Yeah thing you use whether it's like GoDaddy or Squarespace whatever domain purchasing purchasing thing you use you go on to try to find it and then you find out that it's not available so what you do is you type in that website and it's always a garbage nothing website Mm -hmm. that on the bottom says this is for sale well you can buy it for like 20k or something it's so and that's the thing it's always like way too much money I for a long time someone owned ZachMiko.com I don't know who but somebody years ago I guess when I would like I mean, it must have been when I just moved to New York or even when I was in college, but it's like, I guess when I was an actor, some, wow. so part of me is I'm like, did I know this person? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> that's creepy. It. And they bought it. And for years I would go on and check if ZachMiko.com was available and it never was. And then finally I was making a website for something. Um, by the way, if you go to ZachMiko.com, it just redirects back to the podcast at the moment. <laughs> like, so, so it doesn't do anything, but I will, it will be yeah. something eventually. Um, and I went on, I was just like, whatever. I, and I was like, what do I write? The real ZachMiko.com or something like that. I was trying to think of what else I could yeah. do. And then all of a sudden it was available 10 years later. That's <laughs> whatever. Insane. I guess the guy who owned it changed his credit card. But it's even like trying to get Instagram names. I'm like, oh, yeah. give me my name. Oh, I, I just did a name for Instagram um, just for an idea I had yeah. just in case. I'm like, I might not ever do this project, but let me grab the Instagram name because... It's it's like proprietary. It's yeah. like you need it. I wrote the guy that has the Burke New York one. He's like, you can't afford me. You can't pay me enough money. I was like, try me. And he got into like a battle. He was like, I just don't want to get rid of it. I'm opening a bar. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I'm going to come hang out at that bar. It's called Burke New York. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It, it's, uh, but I, mean, I think somebody we know has it. So I'm like, ah. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, Because that's the same with... Um, with people over exactmiko.com, it, it costs 20 bucks to buy a domain if nobody has it. Exactly. But then once you had, I had a great friend, um, Chris Collins, who, who was trying to get his website for a decade because a lawyer in Nebraska had it. Because oh my he God. Couldn't, and he just wouldn't But that sell sounds it. like a common name, Chris Collins. Well, it was. It yeah. was like common enough where it was just like some dude in Omaha. And he's like, can I just that get sucks. this back? Whereas for me, Zach Miko, I was like, I think somebody I know has this and is like trying to get me to buy it. Not but cool. Luckily, I have it now. But now I need to go through the process of buying like 10 others. But that's what I do. Since they're 20 bucks a year, I just it's sit fun. down and I just buy domains. Yeah. Every idea I have, I immediately buy the domain just in case. It's almost better than a trademark. Like no, it It's is. not, but it's like kind of is in a way. Oh my God! Well, we're very excited to see what happens Me with Burke NYC. <laughs> it's been I've I've been trying to I can't wait to get Laura some stuff from it because I I, I remember I can't remember because she wasn't at that she had a broken foot that night yes, that you were she wearing did. it up <laughs> and um, we she took like in a, the wars that one I know she she just gets beat up Aww. not by me but <laughs> just, make that disclaimer make that very clear she just she's very clumsy um, but. Uh, no, it, she, she saw like photos that night and she was just like, where did Georgina get those? I want those pants. And I said, <laughs> I'll buy them from you. She makes them. Like, we'll just yeah, they'll on. be here soon. So as soon as they're available. So everyone, uh, Burke, is it BurkeNYC.com? Yeah. Yes, BurkeNYC.com. 
Everyone, please go check it out. Georgina, this was a, such a blast. Yes, I'm thank glad you. we finally got to do I this. I know. Scheduling's hard with you and I, but oh my God. we made it happen. Oh, my God. So, everyone, please follow Georgina on all the Instas and the... Tw- do you have Twitter? No. I don't I'm use not a Twitter. Twitter. So, definitely Insta, <laughs> which I cannot remember off the top of my head. Is it Miss Geo Burke? It is. So, there M-I-S-S-G-E-O-B-U-R-K-E. And yeah, let's do this again sometime. This was a blast. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Gio. Amazing. Thank you, everybody. Please go follow Georgina on all the Instagrams. As I said, Miss Geo Burke. Go follow her. Uh, Follow Burke NYC. Follow everything. There's great clothes coming your way. There's so much greater modeling and amazingness coming your way. She's really one of the people to watch in this industry. I'm very glad to call her a friend, and I'm even more proud to call her a colleague. So go follow her. Hurry up. And follow us on social media, at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O. Y'all know the drill. Uh, Like and subscribe if you haven't. Um, You should. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, Please give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And if you think we don't deserve five stars, you know what would really, really show me if you gave us, like, a, a... a pity five stars. I mean, that would really, that would show me. So I think you should leave five stars no matter what. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I love you guys all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And until next week, remember to go out in the world and do big things. Uh-huh.